Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're talking a little bit about the economics of development and banking and education all, all combined, and we're here with Emiliana Vegas, Chief of the Education Division at the Inter-American Development Bank. Previously, she was at the World Bank, and previously to that, she was one of our uh, beloved students, now an alum at the Harvard Graduate School of Education. Emiliana, welcome back to the HGSE. Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Emiliana, I think it's a little confusing sometimes to try and wrap your head around the economics of, of development banking and how that ties into education. I mean, this is maybe an impossible question, but in like one or two minutes, can you explain kind of the the sort of idea behind the World Bank, the Inter-American Development Bank, um, and kind of how they work? Sure. In, in a few minutes, I'll try <laughs> my best. Well, um, I think the best way to put it is that, um, for especially this audience of fellow education people, is that um, countries around the world are struggling with uh, questions and resources to improve their education systems. So particularly developing countries um, have so many challenges to improve schooling and also to have the resources available to invest in not just like the kinds of schools you want for kids to attend, but the training for teachers, the data systems um, to measure what the school system is doing. And what institutions like the World Bank and the Inter-American Development Bank do is we are um, owned by countries, both developed and developed, um, who contribute resources to these institutions to um, have a cadre of staff who are trained in uh, all over the world and especially in really good institutions like Harvard <laughs> um, to help them um, both uh, decide how to use their resources better and also provide financing where they need it. So at the Inter-American Development Bank, we have as one of our priorities to help countries develop their education systems. I run a group of about 30 to 35 professionals. Half of them live in Latin America and the Caribbean, and half of them are in Washington, D.C., where we are headquartered. And all of us um, have at least a master's degree, uh, many in public policy and economics and education. And we basically work with governments when they want to borrow money um, to ensure that, A, the money is used. So we have also colleagues from the fiduciary side and everything is used for the purposes that we intend. And so that gives a lot of assurance to the countries that are providing the resources in the first place that the resources are going to be used for the intended purposes and not um, you know, uh, for unintended <laughs> reasons. But also, we provide um, technical advice on how, you know, how best to design policies and programs to improve education. Two and a half minutes. You, you Nailed it. We all know what it is now. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you. So talk a little bit about some of those projects that you're devoting both resources and money to in the countries that your, your area of, of uh, that you shepherd is the Latin American, the Caribbean area. Uh, talk about some of the projects that you have going on right now. So um, today, actually, at our board, hopefully, <laughs> as we speak, um, our board is approving a project to help the Amazonas state of Brazil um, to reach the most rural and remote populations with quality education. And these are areas, actually, I visited about two months ago, um, in that the only way to get to is um, by river, because it's in the middle of the Amazon forest. It's protected for the whole world. But there are yet populations who choose and want to live there. And they do have electricity, and they do have running water, but there's no way we can provide internet access and no roads. And so um, we are using 
working uh, with the government of the state of Amazonas, um, who started a pilot program of digital TV technology to reach um, sort of very remote schools. So in these, for example, the whole um, town, if you can call it that, might have a thousand inhabitants. And there's a school in a town that brings children and youth from different towns via boat. Some of these children navigate two or three hours by boat to go to school every day and back. And then um, when they're in school, it's really hard to have teachers who are trained in science and math and all the subjects. So what they're doing is from the capital city of the state, they're bringing the best available teachers to a, essentially a TV studio where they connect the different schools in the middle of the Amazon forest via t satellite TV and using kind of Skype so they can talk to each other. So the children can ask questions, the teachers can answer the questions, and they're facilitator teachers. And so with our resources, they'll be able to take that to a much broader scale, essentially, and reach bigger numbers of students. That's wow. one project. Whoa, that, fun. that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> well, congratulations on that happening today. <laughs> yeah. and, and you're here today in Harvard Square um, as part of a conference with the programs in professional education and the World Bank to talk about how to improve education in these types of countries. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you hope to get from this conference and what you've experienced so far and then what the rest of the conference has in store for you. Well, this conference was put together by um, Harvard Graduate School of Education and also by the World Bank. And um, in both, uh, and they've invited a number of experts um, and also a number of authorities from different countries who are currently in, engaged in very substantial education reforms, particularly with respect to teachers and how do you manage them, how to recruit better teachers, how to develop them, as they say, groom better teachers and also motivate them to perform. And so we have experts from Harvard, from Stanford, from different um, uh, institutions in the U.S. as well as from Latin America and the Caribbean, from several universities and think tanks, all um, discussing what's the latest um, evidence from the region and from abroad. And having the authorities all together really brainstorming. And so one of the interesting things is they, they've asked in each session to have each of the representatives from the countries say what are they going to do differently as a result of the conference. So we'll see. It's the first time I think that we have such a a gathering of kind of it's by invitation only selectively chosen people who are committed to education and particularly teacher policy reforms in Latin America. That sounds fantastic. I can't wait to see the the fruits uh, the result from this conference and and take us back a little bit Emiliana to your days here at, at HGSC as a student and, and how you know here you are uh, you know fancy title chief <laughs> of education division uh, you're at the World Bank you've done so much work in, I mean clearly our admissions material say impact the world and you're clearly doing that in, in your work today um, bring us back to how HGSC helped incubate this work and this drive to do what you do today and helped you from professors, from classes, from the culture of this school to, to bring you to where you are today? Well, um, I think AGSC was really instrumental. I came here after having had a master's in public policy, but with very few years of experience, about two years in a think tank. And, and I was really committed to helping um, countries like my own, I come from Venezuela, improve their schooling systems. I really was convinced, and I still am, that the only way to improve people's chances in life and, and countries' development chances are, is by really getting a good education for everyone. Um, and so I came here very committed. I was really um, focused on learning economics, <laughs> and I worked closely with Dick Murnane and with John Willett and with uh, Caroline Hawksby in the economics department. And, um, and I felt that, um, you know, I felt that 
educators needed to understand um, sort of the world of incentives and, and, and how the flows of resources affect what people do and how they do it. And I really wanted to be a better researcher initially. And that led me to the World Bank, um, uh, where I started as a young professional. It's a program they have for um, young professionals, as they say, um, to start their careers there. I worked there for 11 years in several regions um, and also in their research department. Um, I, I worked uh, a long time in Latin America and the Caribbean. And, and over time, um, I really enjoyed the global work, but I realized that I felt I was more effective in my own region just because I obviously could speak the languages, but also um, knew a little bit more about the culture and felt like there were so many challenges where I could contribute. Um, and so the opportunity came along to go to head this uh, education division at the IDV. And, um, you know, it was a great opportunity uh, if you care primarily about education and in, in Latin America. It, there's no better place to make an, a difference in, in, in education in Latin America than the Inter-American Development Bank. So I'm excited to be there. Yeah, and, and we're so glad that you came here. And obviously, uh, a lot of our listeners are probably not working in uh, development banks right now, and but but maybe hear your cause and want to help all the different things that your your programs are doing. What can they do when the podcast ends? What what can they can they go to a website? Are there yes. resources that they can check out where they can kind of help share your vision, share your messaging with their local communities, or helping out in a more globalized uh, world? Thank you. Uh, we do have a website. It's Inter-American Development Bank, or IADB.org, and we have it in Spanish, English, and Portuguese. And there's an education page there. We have a very active blog, and you can um, respond, comment on our blogs. Where We also have a list of all the projects we do, what are our priorities. Um, we uh, focus on... Uh, from early childhood education to um, the end of secondary. And we're beginning to work a little bit on what is the state's role in post-secondary education. So, But we have prioritized basic education and secondary education because that's where the biggest needs are. And we would welcome you know, any, any participation from people and spreading the word out. So thank you. Well, that's fantastic. And, and last, uh, last question, um, we're sort of entering admission season right now for people maybe coming to the ed school. And you, you came here. What would you say to applicants who are at gse.harvard.edu thinking about applying? Um, what would you say to them for maybe uh, to kind of push them over the edge to apply here? Um, I would say there's no place um, like a GSE in terms of the combination of people committed to education who come from diverse disciplines. So the conversations that you have in the classrooms as well as in the halls with your colleagues uh, will take uh, will will stay with you forever. And also Harvard as a whole has so much to offer in other faculties and departments that you can also attend while you're here. So. Um, it is also a wonderful place for people who come from outside the U.S. because it's so international. So I never felt like a, an immigrant or a stranger. I felt like there were a lot of people like me here. So it was wonderful. And boy, are we glad you came. <laughs> Emiliano yeah. Vegas, thank you so much. And good luck with the rest of your conference and all the work that you do. Thank you, Matt. This has been Thanks. the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening.
the Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.